Happy belated Halloween to everybody. John Millen with Benefit Hackers Friday morning. Oh man, what a great night last night with Halloween. I don't know if you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it with my kids and also with my neighbors. And I did dress up as Jason Voorhees and scared the bejesus out of everybody. It was really fun. Today, I'm going to talk about something that I've mentioned before on podcasts, but I want to give you a second chance to hear it. Um, <clears throat> because I think I make a very valid point. So listen up if you control benefit spend or benefit policy or procedure for a company. doesn't matter who you are. You could be an HR specialist. Listen up if you have influence or make decisions on benefit policy. And my topic today is waiting periods for new hires. And I actually have a friend that's going through this right now who reached out to me and said, hey, I need some help. I need coverage for 90 days. I just got a new job. And immediately I knew why he was asking because he was losing his major medical insurance and probably other benefits. But today I'm going to talk about just medical because you can have different waiting periods for new hires for different lines of coverage. And there is some sense which I won't talk about today, of having different waiting periods for some different types of benefits, like other employer-paid, typically, benefits. But today I'm going to talk just about group medical because it's really the one of the linchpin benefits that people think about, and it's what he thought about. He's like, hey, man, I, I'm not going to have coverage for 90 days. I need some help. So now he's scrambling, and what happens usually is people don't think about it until they accept the offer. I'm not saying this is always happening, but most of the time, because employees are so undereducated about employee benefits, and that's all of our collective fault as, a, as an industry. This is across the board. Employees do not understand employee benefits. And guess whose fault it is? It's not the employee's fault. It's our fault as either the benefit advisor, the HR manager, or if you're the CEO or president or owner, ultimately, guess what? It's your fault. This stuff rolls to the top. That's why you're at the top of the mountain. So if there's something going on in your company where employees don't understand your benefits, it's your fault. I see too many times people blaming on the employees. Oh, they're lazy. Oh, they're millennials. Oh, they don't take the time to come to the meetings. Oh, I, I, I send out emails all the time. Baloney. It's not the employee's fault. It's our faults. So I'm going to talk about waiting periods for group medical. And you probably will disagree with me at first, but I want you to just listen with an open mind. Don't, don't jump on it yet. Just let it sit and, and stew on this. I believe for most companies... And I'll give some exceptions. For most companies, the waiting period for major medical should be the first of the month following date of hire. Which means if I'm hired on um, today, let's do, today's a bad day. Let's just say I'm hired on the 15th of the month of November, then my benefits will go into effect the first of the next month, which is December 1. So it's just coinciding with the first of the month because that's when 
it's uh, the benefits are administered. Usually there's a first of the month effective date. Now there can be, you, you can do it off for the first of the month. But let's just keep it simple. Medic, medical benefits will be effective for new hires on the first of the month following date of hire. There's no real waiting period other than getting to the first of the month, which most people can handle. What I'm seeing though with this, with my friend is that it's a 90 days after date of hire. Or sorry, it's 90 days, which is the maximum you can do according to the law. But the dude is a sharp dude and he's not in a, in a he's not working at a fast food joint as a cashier. I mean, he's a legitimate position and you're making him wait 90 days. So here's my rationale. You have multiple choices when you set this up and it's got to be consistent. You can't discriminate because you like somebody and just make a change. It's got to be in your handbook, in your policies, so that no one can come back and say you treated that person differently and I was treated unfairly. So just make sure it's consistent and make sure it's in your written down somewhere officially so no one can ever question it and hold to it. You're paying them on the first day they start working or they start accruing the time the first day, right? You're paying them immediately. So why do you make them wait 90 days for paying them a little contribution towards their medical? It doesn't make logical sense. Now, there are lots of exceptions to this, but I'm just using my friend as an example. It's a company that is a legitimate company and they make him wait. So what's going to happen is he's scrambling mentally time reaching out like I don't what the heck do I do and he's going to get all kinds of answers back right I'll give him some Google will give him a whole bunch YouTube videos will give him a whole bunch you know his co-workers it's it's so frustrating and so confusing for someone getting jumping in saying I only need it for 90 days do you see my point What's, what's going on with that, with my friend and his now his family of four, it's causing some chaos. Why? Because the employer said, no, 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 dude, you got to wait 90 days, but I'll pay you day one. I'll pay you 80,000 a year or 70,000 a year or whatever. I don't know what he's making, 60,000, 100,000. I'll pay you eight grand a month, but I won't contribute half towards your medical until you've been there 90 days. It makes no sense. It's a stupid, outdated policy that is repeated, and I'll tell you why. And you've thought it already as soon as I said it, but what if they leave in the first 90 days? You've paid them for 90 days. Where is the majority of your expense? Is it in their salary or in half of their medical cost or maybe all of their medical cost? Most of the expense that you just blew, it's not on the benefits. It's on their salary. So why are you worried about the three or $400 a month that you contribute to as your medical or $800 a month? It's not a, it's not a significant sum of money. If someone's making a hundred grand, you're paying them eight grand a month. Maybe you would spend 800 a month on medical, maybe. And that would be a hundred percent paid platinum or gold level plan. That is a really nice plan. So just put it in context. 
I'm just being very common sense about this. But I hear it. What if they leave? What if they leave? Well, then that's your fault for hiring them if you didn't hire the right person. Maybe the problem isn't your benefits being 90 days. Maybe the problem is your hiring process. Maybe it's your recruitment process. Maybe it's your background screening. Maybe it's checking references. Maybe it was, it was, it's not about one person at the top saying, I like them, let's hire them. But then three other people are like, I have a bad vibe here. I don't think they're going to get along with the team. I don't care. They have great credentials and they get hired. And then what happens six months in? They don't jive with the team. Look what the Patriots do. I'm not a Patriots fan, but I'm a football fan. And the Patriots win because they have a team effect. Not, It's not just Tom Brady. So get rid of the 90-day wait. Because it takes all the pressure off that new, new employee. Now, there, there is a caveat that I would say. When would I? So, John, when would you do a 90-day wait? Or... Or 60 days after date of hire or some other variation. It's pushing it out a little much. When would I do that? If I had an, and this came up with a client and I asked them, do you have a lot of turnover in your first 90 days? And they said, no. We have very little turnover in our first year or two. It's a solid company. They're hiring a solid position, well-established. This is not a high turn. We're not hiring from McDonald's, which has 300% turnover. That would be different. I can get that point. I'm not going to give them everything until they've kind of proven themselves a little bit. So yeah, they got to wait 90 days. But if that's not you, and I will tell you, it's probably not you. Most of the companies I talk to don't have that much significant turnover. And if they do, there's other issues going on that you need to be addressing. It might be the industry, like it might be McDonald's or fast food franchise, that that's just the way it is. So maybe having major medical in that setup needs to be looked at or some other variation. So I hope this makes sense. I could go on and on about this. And if you want some help, reach out to us. I'd be glad to talk talk to you about it. I, I've In 18 years, I've seen lots of different industries, lots of different companies, lots of different sizes, different parts of the country. I'm not a genius. I don't know, have all the answers. But it's not like I only work in one industry. Like I don't only focus in one sector, which is nothing wrong with that. But you don't get, you don't get opinions outside that sector. If all you know is one industry, if all you know is banking – then you don't have any idea what goes on in another type of industry. So you don't have it. You don't get any new ideas because all you talk to are bankers and banking companies. Or if you only you call on um, assisted living facilities, that's all you see. Or or automotive or accounting firms, right? So we have a diverse history, and we see what's what's working really well in different industries in different size companies and we bring that expertise and those ideas and strategies that's why they call us benefit hackers because they don't just take the easy route it's easy to be easy it's easy just to throw it out there it's easy not to worry about it and i'll tell you what it's easy to do not push back on a ceo when they say we're going to do a 90-day wait period and they have an emotional reaction to it. And you know, and let's say it's not even your client. Let's say that you're trying to, to help them and maybe that you want them to be a client. It's easy to say, no problem. I'll do whatever you want. And, I'm, and I hope my fellow advisors do that. 
because it makes my job even more fun because I show up and I'm like, tell me why you feel that way. And I actively listen. Did you ever have an experience where you did it sooner and and it uh, didn't work out? What's your turnover like? What's your expenses those first three months? How much medical do you pay? How many people are on family versus individual coverage? Get, you, you get a sense for the company and then you help them. You don't just say, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. You do the right thing. Waiting 90 days is not doing the right thing, in my opinion, for most companies. I've already laid out a few exceptions. If you need some help, let us, let us know. You can find us online, Benefit Hackers. Um, you can call my office. You, you can Google us. You'll find us. Um, and we're here to help. So I really hope this is valuable, but I'm seeing a lot. This just struck a nerve today because here my friend is struggling a little bit and um, it's tough for him. So hope this is helpful. You guys have a great weekend. We'll talk soon.